Hey, 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 closet busters and bold move makers. It is time once again for Life Uncloset. So I want you to gather around because it is time once again to kick down those closet doors of your life. We're here to escape our BS, explore our fears, and elevate our self-expression. I'm your host, Rick Clemens. I'm the bold move expert and that coming out guy who's going to take you to the party, the pulpit, the wake, and back to the party of living your life uncloset. So come on along with me and grab hold of yourself and get ready to step out, step up, and step into facing your fears, making your bold moves, and living life without apologies. Now let's get to the show. Hey, 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 Life Uncloseted family. It's me, Rick Clemens, the host of Life Uncloseted. And once again, we are stepping out, stepping up, and stepping into living our lives uncloseted. And today we're going to go down one of those favorite trails that you guys all enjoy. We're going to be talking to some musical guests here that are breaking some ground with their first album. And what I love about it is, well, besides they're handsome guys, I love that they have this name called They Won't Win. And I think it's so poignant in this day and age of, well, kind of what we're going through in our country at least, um, that it seems like everybody thinks they have to win. And sometimes when they have to win, it infringes on other people's rights and stuff. And what I love about what these guys are doing is they're taking some of these things head on as well as they're really looking at the hardships and things that happen in life, everything from domestic partner violence and exploring the LGBTQ acceptance stuff to really taking the healing power of music and bringing it forward. Their first album is called Lost at Sea. And I'm going to shut up and bring them on because I want They Won't Win to really tell their story and share with us. So welcome, Danny and Greg, Danny Cohen and Greg Lanier. Thanks for being part of Life Uncloseted podcast today, man. I appreciate you guys. Yeah, thank you for having us. Okay, so we're done. That's all we do. We got the big intro done. And then then we cut you guys loose and we'll just put your video up on my website and all that good stuff. But no, no, no. Um, I'm excited about this because I started to look at the stuff once. Um. Dalen, your PR guy, sent it over to me. I thought, this is really kind of cool. You guys are tackling some tough stuff head on, but let's kind of do what most interviewers do. Let's go back to where it all began. How did you guys start working together? Yeah, sure. So um, we connected well over a decade ago now. Um, We're in Chicago. Um, Neither of us are from Chicago originally. That's another part of the story. Um, but we connected, um, had I think the accent gives it away. Yeah, the, I was going to say the accent kind of gives it away on you for sure. <laughs> probably, probably. Um, <laughs> maybe I just do a really good fake British accent. There um, you go. <laughs> um, I, uh, we were having dinner with our families and I, I think I spotted your guitar, Greg. Yeah. And yeah. there's always that like nervous moment, um, where you spot another musician and you think, um, oh, it'd be great to get together and play, but... Uh, but it's like dating, you know, you're kind yeah, of like, it is. Will, will we click, you know, do we like the same stuff? Yeah. You know, it's very similar. Will, right. will he be like so much, like just on a whole different level and I'll just be really embarrassed or, or the other way around. Uh, but we, we got together um, and started to, to play some tunes and we realized pretty much immediately that our, our voices and our style was such a good match. So I, I picked up the guitar and he, he said, just, just play one of your favorite uh, songs. And there's a tune by Crowded House uh, called Fall at Your Feet that I just love. And I, I started to play it and he came in with harmonies and we just immediately loved the way that sounded together. And so later, years later, you mentioned the name, uh, They Won't Win. Right. Uh, that's how we came up with our name. So there's a lyric from a Crowded House tune in uh, Don't Dream It's Over where they, 
they they talk about they come they come to build a wall between us but you know that they won't win mm. and so uh, we wanted that to be a nod to that first little moment that's cool it's so interesting when the universe kind of just aligns these things and then it happens and years back down the road you look back and go wow this is where we came from you know yeah. it, it's it's an interesting space you know and today that we're recording this, I just shared with the guys offline and those of you who listen to the podcast know that today is the 400th episode and um, not this one we're recording, but today that we're recording it. And here's the irony of this whole thing. You know, those little Facebook posts that you get if you're a Facebook person and that says, here's a memory from, you know, whatever. <laughs> well, 10 years ago, yesterday, when that popped up on my feed was when I started my journey to become a life coach. And it was 10 years after I came out of the closet. And if anybody had told me 20 years ago, because this is the 20th, kind of the 20th anniversary, I don't know if it's actually today, I know it's somewhere in this time range that I came out of the closet to my wife, because it was at the end of September 20 years ago. But if anybody had told me 20 years ago that that moment would have led me to where I am today, uh, doing these kind of podcasts and working with people coming out of the closet and working with organizations and individuals to like step out of the closets of their life and, and dump their excuses, their fears, and really say, I'm going to live an unapologetic life. <laughs> I would have said, fuck you. You don't know what you're talking about. But yeah. um, it's so interesting to look back. And I can imagine for you guys, as you, you know, come to this beautiful moment of your first full albums out and everything, there's got to be some moments where you're like, wow, I don't, I can't believe this actually happened. So, um, Greg, I'm going to ask this question to you. Sure. What's been something that you feel like this relationship has done for you personally that's made you a better person? That's a great, great question. Um, I think uh, I think any creative pursuit, whether you're doing, you know, interviews and podcasts, or you're making music, or you're writing a book, or you're doing visual arts, or all that kind of stuff, I think there's always that line. And I'm sure you, you deal with this, you know, in your 400 podcasts. And I bet there's yep, been an yep. evolution of how much of yourself you actually reveal and how much of yourself you actually put out into the world. And it's kind of a continuum of, uh, I think, bravery and courage of kind of figuring out where are you comfortable. And that changes. And it's okay that it changes over time. But I think if there's one big thing that this relationship and working with Danny on these songs has brought to the, uh, brought to the fore for me is the... Uh, some additional courage to tell my stories and and to uh, to put myself into these songs. I've written songs since I was 17, but I've never written an album that is so uh, intensely personal with the idea mm -hmm. that, hey, if I went through this, maybe others have gone through this and maybe it can help others understand they're not alone. And I do think that's something that comes down to this personal stuff. And about um, a couple of months ago, so July of this year, I spoke on one of the biggest stages I've ever spoke on. It was about 1500 people in the, well, I've speaking, spoken in front of larger, but this one was like, like it was like a biggie because I knew a lot of the people in the audience. I've been going to this conference myself for years and some people knew my story. Quite a few of them did actually out of the group, but I never had laid it on the line the way I did. And to bring your raw truth to those spaces, it is a growth thing. You know, as you mentioned, you know, throughout the years from if I go back to the very first podcast and listen to it and to what I do now, 
not only is there growth and evolution and, you know, you get better at what you're doing, but the willingness to open up and share these sort of things. So um, that's where, that's where the good stuff is, right? It is. It really is. Danny, for you, as you've kind of gone through this too, um, what have you seen that's caused you to like, okay, I'm going, I'm going to push. Are there certain things that you feel like you pushed in this journey too, that you're stepping out of your shell or out of your comfort zones? For sure. I, I kind of think of our journey to writing songs and producing songs um, together as um, in a way um, sort of cathartic. Um, yeah. I think that we all have stuff that we've experienced and witnessed that we can find really hard to talk about. And so, so Greg is my, my music husband as we, as we, uh, as we joke. Um, but we're our, our writing together really is sort of built on this foundation of friendship that has become deeper and deeper and sort of grown over many, many years. And so there's a certain level of trust that I think we have to have with each other where we, with our lyrics, we, we want to tell stories that are, that are reflect our own experiences, but also mm-hmm. that help other people think about their own lives. Um, um, and so the, the challenges that we've each faced in different ways, I think the music has sort of helped us cope, deal mm-hmm. with, and process, reflect on. It, just, yeah. it takes you to a different space. And, you know, I mean, some of the stuff that I talk about on stage, some people are like, wow, I can't believe you actually share that stuff. And it's not for everybody. I mean, I think that's, no. that's the beauty of this. But I also feel like, kind of like music, if you've been given this talent to be able to do something, then do it. And not everybody's going to be able to talk about infidelity and, and the cheating and stuff like I am capable of doing. And I'm not doing it like, oh, look at me. I'm this great guy. But I do it because I feel like there's so many people out there in the world, especially in the LGBTQ community, who have struggled through this. Of, okay, I can't be this because everybody wants me to be this. And if they can connect with someone, they can go, wow, they did that. Or wow, and you guys are talking about some tough stuff too, and we're gonna get into that next. That if I can help one person go, okay, I now identify. It's not just me, I'm not alone. Then I feel like I've done what I was put on the planet to do. And again, it's not coming from an ego space, it's just I want to help people who feel like they are alone in this, yet they really aren't. So as you guys started to put the lyrics and stuff together and the songs and everything, was the conscious decision like, (laughs) And I know this is a stupid question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. (laughs) Um, Was there a lot of conscious decision behind, okay, we're going to, we are literally going to go address some really tough subjects. Was that like truly intentional or did it kind of something came up and you're like, well, let's write a song about this. And then suddenly it's like, wow, we're writing about some tough, sticky stuff. I don't think it was intentional. It's not like we planned the the stories. It wasn't Mm -hmm. charted out from the the beginning with, you know, I'd say we started, we started writing, uh, you know, we started writing and putting things out on paper and it was right. just, you know, you were saying your process of becoming more and more honest over the years and more and more comfortable with sharing, you know, those honest reflections and so on. Right. Um, I think it was similar in the, you know, we began writing the songs and we put them down and we, we would then say, Hey, let's go one notch deeper. Mm-hmm. How does that feel? And then we would sit with it and we'd say, Oh, let's go one notch deeper. And how does that feel? And then eventually we get to a place that's like, 
okay, that's too deep. Let's back off and mm-hmm. let's be okay right where we are and just being comfortable, you know, being comfortable with that. So there was, there was not this grand master plan at the beginning to say, okay, this, we're going to write a song about losing a, a childhood friend and really go deep on that. Or right. we're going to write a song about a trans kid who is kicked out of his home. Mm-hmm. But we did start with stories, you know, that one, for instance, Frozen River, about uh, it's our imaginings based on this story I had read about, uh, about a youth who is kicked out of his home. Um, and uh, we went to that space and then we let the song find itself with us as we, mm. we, we spent a long time making this album. It, it took us years. Sometimes there would be moments where so, so in many ways, Greg and I sort of, we will go back and forth. Sometimes um, one of us will take the lead on melody and the other would take the lead on lyrics and vice versa. And sometimes we would share stuff with each other and we'd kind of, I remember asking the question a lot of each other, what is this really about? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like, what's, the, what, what's the story here? Why does it matter? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. What's the story we're trying to tell? But we definitely had an intention, I think in, in kind of like Facebook social world, you know, we all paint, you know, we're all guilty of this, right? We paint these really lovely pictures of how, you know, how handsome we are and how funny we are and what great friends we are and what great trips we go on and all that kind of stuff. And I think our, our world on those social media are so manicured mm-hmm. and there was an intention with this album to be decidedly unmanicured, you know, and really right. like, yeah, actually bad stuff happens in our lives <laughs> and we have to somehow get through it. You know, it's interesting that you bring up the social media piece because I'm seeing as all of us do, but I'm seeing it at a deeper level for myself as I'm launching a couple of programs right now. And I'm launching a mastermind for guys that by the time this airs, we'll be about halfway through it. But as I'm talking about the tough stuff, like I've posted some stuff on Instagram about, you know, if you're in a relationship with the guy and there's no connection and the sex is gone and you're better off as roommates, maybe it's time for you to step up into a group like this and get the support you need to do the thing you most want to do. And I got one person responded back. Why are you talking about this stuff? Right. <laughs> I'm right. like, because it's real. <laughs> let's exactly. get real. I mean, let's not paint the, you know, exactly. this happy, happy, joy, joy picture because I, I know in the work that I do, the sooner we can get to the real stuff, the quicker people go, yes, that's me. And I need some help. I need some support. Yeah. I want some guidance. I want to get through this. And I, I find that's what I've listened to of your song so far. That's what you guys are doing. You're getting to the real stuff. Is it pretty? Mm, sometimes not, but is it real? Absolutely. So. And um, I feel like in our community and in the world in general, but especially in our LGBTQ community, Sometimes we don't talk enough yeah. about the pain. We talk about our coming out pain. That's, that's pretty prevalent everywhere. But what we don't talk about is the loneliness. We don't talk about the still not feeling accepted even with our own circles. We don't talk about when you know, to partner domestic violence shows up. We don't talk about these things because we're supposed to be this, yep. you know, and whatever the world thinks we are good or bad, but you know, most of them, Oh, they're just fabulous. Well, no, life isn't just fabulous. So um, <laughs> I, I'm also curious as you guys put the music together and as you came to some of those tough ones, you know, let's kind of, you know, talk about the domestic violence and stuff like that. Sure. 
why were you so compelled to let's address this? What was the yeah. driver? Well, um, that was a really, that was a really uh, tough part of the process because uh, as we were starting to put down song ideas and, and, and so on, you know, you start to mine what, you know, any of us, again, any artist, mm -hmm. any medium, you start to mine, what do I have to say? Like what, what it is, what is it about my experience that is in some way valuable, compelling, beautiful, scary, awesome, terrible, you know, you lean to these superlatives, right? Because right. you're trying to mine for the things that will be symbolic or meaningful or, you know, you know, hit you in the gut. Right. right. And so in, in my particular instance, um, I wanted to do it in a, you know, in a respectful way in that I didn't want this to be a drag anyone through the mud. Uh, we all have problems. We all have challenges. We all make really bad decisions in, in, in the course of our lives. Um, so this wasn't about, I'm going to do a public record of shame of anyone. This was about dealing with, and this was that process of getting more braver and braver saying, you know what? Male, male domestic violence happens. Yep. It happens. And uh, we don't talk about it. We very rarely talk about it, uh, whether we've been in it or in the in society at large. If we do talk about domestic violence, it is often uh, it is often centered around women's experiences, yep. and women often, you know, are in the same situation where it's just not talked about. We're ashamed. We're embarrassed. We're scared. Uh, you know, we we don't want to hurt other people uh, with telling these stories. But at the end of the day. I got to a place of saying, I think I can do this in a way that talks about, uh, that allows me to have my head held high mm -hmm. and yet say, this happens, this happens right. and it's hard and, and we need to pay attention and, and help, help, uh, help each other through these really hard situations. So ultimately it came down to, I found that middle ground, um, that made me feel comfortable in sharing those stories. I love that you said that because I know when I created this last talk that I did, there's, you know, there's moments where I'm talking about my infidelity when I was married to my wife. And at one point somebody could have taken it like, okay, he's telling all the good things that happened for him, but I knew I had to bring it full circle. Yeah. I had to bring it back to, I'm not saying, look at what I did. I'm great. I came out of the closet. And the moment that I bring it back full circle, I could almost hear a sigh in the audience. Like, okay, this guy isn't an asshole. And when I said, you know, all those things I'm doing, all the infidelity, they still weren't right. And that was the moment I could hear that collective sigh of, okay, this guy acknowledges that he sees that this wasn't the right way, but you have to bring it full circle. And I think that's what I noticed in the stuff you guys are putting out. It's you're addressing it, but you're kind of bringing it full circle to say, here's the reality, but let's focus on what can be done when we see the reality and move past it. And there's, there's, you know, there's threads of hope and forgiveness Absolutely. and, and uh, what, what's next. And that's where we wanted to leave people, not just drag them through the valley. Um, we wanted to acknowledge the valley for sure, mm -hmm. but we wanted to leave them with that, that ray of hope. So Danny, I'm curious about as this all started to happen and you guys put these things together and the songs come together and the albums come together over the years, as you watched this 
come about? Did you feel like, wait, are we going too deep in the LGBTQ stuff? Is this going to be something that mainstream can handle? Or did you just say, we're going, this is what we're doing? No, I think we're like, we're going. Like, we, <laughs> we, um, some, something we're really proud of is uh, our use of pronouns um, throughout mm -hmm. the album and in all of our songs. And um, we, it's strange because on the one hand, we're really conscious that we're mm. singing about him and he, and then hey, this, bo hey boy and hey boy, right. and at the same time, it, like sometimes we we wouldn't notice because yeah, right. that's because we're just singing about love and relationships and and, and mm -hmm. the realities of our own lives, um, and so it's definitely on, on the one hand we're we're really conscious yep. of well how is our music going to be received and, and on the other hand it's like who cares yeah, like, yeah. exactly let's just, let's just be authentic and 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 it's it's not as if there's a fear that we're going to maybe turn off a particular like personal audience right. i'm not worried about that because i think as as authentic as we can be then then if people want to hear something real then then they'll listen and hopefully like what we do. And I think there's a really cool little moment it, as, 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 you know, this, the album's been circulating and getting picked up here and there and, um, and reviewers and bloggers and, you know, music people and, you know, folks who just hear the songs and connect with us and give us feedback and all that kind of stuff. One of the things I love is that I think it's a sign of the times and the sign of the change in our society that no one is, even on the songs that are clearly, it's a guy singing to a guy, no one's saying, that's a great gay love song. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or, or I don't like that gay love song or whatever, you know, it, it, people, you know, have, have different reactions to the song, which is the nature of music. Right. But what is not happening is people saying, Oh, I love that you guys are writing these gay songs. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. they, they say, I, I love this. I love this lyric about love, or I, I, I love that you took on this. I love that you took on this subject of loss, or I love it. And it's it's fascinating to me that it's just part of the fabric, you know. And I think it's a, I think it's a wonderful thing that's happening in our society that you can have, you know, a you can have a you know a, a spy movie where the character happens to be gay. Not it's the the point of the movie is that this character character is gay. Exactly. Which is, I think, a huge evolution in the, the way we're all seeing sexuality. What movie is that? What? Movie I was just kidding. Oh, that should be. But there is. Games, I, 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 there, there is. There's like an indie film uh, okay. someone someone did where it's just, that's... that's uh, well, actually, Greg hasn't told you yet. He's leaving yeah. the group. He's going to become a filmmaker. <laughs> he's already got the deal done. Yeah. And yeah. He, yeah. Might he might consider you for some of the music <laughs> for the film, but he hasn't told you that yet either. So, as, yeah. long, as long as it's not active. This is awkward. This is awkward. <laughs> but you know, it is interesting that you bring it up that way because that's why Life Uncloseted became what it was. I realized, and we talked about this a little bit before we came on and recorded, that, you know, it, having been the Coming Out Lounge for so many years that I realized, wait, we, we need to go bigger. We got to go a little wider. We got to start telling some other stories. And even this conversation that we're having today, it's about, at the core, so far what we talked about, I feel like it's about showcasing humanity just humanity, who we are as people. And it just happens that, you know, what you guys are is a couple of gay guys who put this band together. You've done your duo and everything. 
But as you're writing, yeah, you're talking about stuff that kind of is focused in the LGBTQ community, but it has the crossover potential to like, this is just about love. And this is about stuff that happens like physical abuse and stuff. And it just happens to include two guys or two gals or whatever it may be. And this is where the normalization comes. And I, I feel like the more we in our community can start to normalize all this stuff, the more acceptance, compassion, empathy, love, all that stuff that will happen. And um, yeah, I wish we could do more of it. And I think that's why the more that artists like yourselves and myself who bring this stuff to this format and go, wow, I'm listening to this song and my car, it sounds really good. But suddenly when they start to really listen, it's like, oh, so this is what it's about. It's almost like this subtle teaching moments that happen and then it shifts perspectives. Hopefully. Yep. Yep. Hopefully. But, um, so what's been the biggest challenges you guys have faced over the years, other than it took a few years to get this out the door and either one of you can answer that question. I'm sure each of you have your own version of it, but I know, I know right now Danny's feeling like, well, my biggest challenge is I didn't know about this film he's making. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you put me in a tight spot. Uh, yeah. um, in, term, in terms of, no, no, I, it's a good question, but honestly, I kind of see the, the, the music piece of my life is like being the opposite of challenging. There are lots of aspects of life, like our day jobs and, and family and, and, and the political climate that yep. sort of that really can cause a lot of stress. But if I'm honest, I think I disappear into music in a way that sort of music is, is my space to chill and, mm, and, mm -hmm. and really, really, really give time for myself. It's almost like, it's a little selfish in a good way, right? It's like, mm -hmm. okay, I'm gonna carve out this time. So I don't know if, if, I can't really think of anything that's been particularly challenging except to say, well, there's all this other stuff in life that yeah. something right. gets in the way and I, and I, that prevents me from maybe putting even more to the music. Yep. Um, I hope that going forward, that's going to start to shift. Putting out, putting our music out there as an album is, is, has been a sort of a pivotal moment where I think I can give myself permission to say, you know what, this is actually a thing that's really significant in my life, and maybe some other things need to need to move aside to make more. Yeah, there's that there's that moment as an amateur musician, I think or amateur artists or amateur of any sort, uh, which I, I look as a great thing. I think we should all be amateur at a bunch of things in our life. That's what makes life interesting, right? We don't have to, but there is a moment where we all kind of, I'm sure you had this moment at some point in your journey where you're like, oh, I'm a broadcaster. I, 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 create, I create this, you know, really interesting content. Um, and you kind of sit in that chair Mm -hmm. differently you know at a certain point in the process I think I had a yep. similar moment like that too where it's like what started out as kind of a lark there's a moment where it's like oh I'm a songwriter and I'm mm -hmm. a musician and and I I I can own that title and it but for me that was a little bit of a, a process of going from kind of this uh lark of an idea to like oh I'm 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 really liking what we're putting out into the world and it's fun to see Fun to see people respond to it. I think the thing, I, the only thing I would add from a difficulty thing, I, you know, I think my my journey along this, and we hit on it earlier, but just to succinctly say, I do think in the, you know, in the context of this conversation and your your podcast, kind of 
outing myself around Mm -hmm. some of the experiences I had had was really scary and it was really hard. And I would say that was absolutely the big challenge for me of, of figuring, figuring that out. You know, it's something similar that I've heard. I've had several LGBTQ musicians on the podcast, people in the country genre, which is actually, it's really scary for them. Cause like, that's very much like, yeah. okay, we don't really talk about this. <laughs> and then others that are like, yeah, fuck you. I'm this is who I am. Right. But I, I do find it yeah. so fascinating that regardless of where you're coming from, even as I started this, and it's interesting that you brought up like, oh yeah, I suddenly just woke up one day and realized, you know, hey, this is what I'm doing. It's right. the same sort of thing because you wake up to this and then it's like, okay, now there's almost a little bit of a weird crisis that happens. It's yeah. like, okay, this is who I am, but I'm also this. And so now those two points intersect, you know, and this whole podcast came about, I, I know you guys don't know this story unless you've gone clear back to the beginning, but it came about because a girlfriend of mine, um, she had a internet radio show and she went on maternity leave. And so it went on hiatus and she came back and said, Hey, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. And then we talked about doing something together and she was the divorced Catholic girl. I'm the gay guy that came out late in life. We thought, Hey, that's a good twist. We'll have a lot of fun talking about this sort of stuff. And then she said, I just don't really want to do it. And she goes, why don't you take over the show and make it your own? And I'll never forget that first show. And then about third show, I want to say that I finally said, screw the scripts. I'm just going to talk. And it was actually about the 10th show that I'm like, I'm actually a podcaster. Exactly. I'm actually doing, you know, at that time it wasn't podcast, it was radio, but it was like, I'm actually doing broadcast medium here. And I'm also putting my voice out there and my life out there. And it was really similar to when I was on the Ricky Lake show. It's like, I'm out there now. And not because of celebrity, it's just I'm out there. And so there's this really interesting space you cross through when you get there. And now I'm like, fuck it. I, I'll say whatever I want. I do what I want. And I respect the audience. But I also feel like when we cross through those chasms, those are the most beautiful spaces in life. Because it's like, okay, you said you wanted this. Or maybe you didn't say you want it, but you got it are you going to show up? And, are, and I love what you said about um, what Danny said about per, giving permission, because that's a big thing for me. That's like one of the core elements of my coaching practice is I start with people. I'm like, what are you going to give yourself permission to do? And I think once we give ourselves permission to go into these spaces, that is truly when the magic happens. I think that's right. That's beautifully put. Well, you... You'll get your $5 for saying that. So, uh, <laughs> so as, as we get ready to wrap up, guys, I know that the album has just been released. Um, any big plans for like, are you doing any like, you know, big tours? Are you doing just like some small, get around, do stuff? What's the next steps for you guys? So we're about to, so by the time this podcast is put out there, we would have already been to Wisconsin, um, Madison and Appleton. Um, cool. Uh, in mid-October, so if you're listening to this, it was a couple of weeks ago. And the cool yeah, thing and if you're that, listening to it, that means you missed them. Sorry. <laughs> the, the, the cool thing about Wisconsin is uh, we've been invited by uh, the governor's uh, council on domestic violence to play at the Capitol building at an award ceremony. So oh, right on. That's happening on October 16th, and then we're going to an artist um, an artist uh, retreat uh, called the Refuge up in up in Appleton, and we have a show here. In, in Chicago uh, coming up in uh, two weeks. So we're, we're going to plan to play, we're going to try to play about uh, once every two months here in, in, uh, in Chicago. And then we'll kind of look to next fall, or I'm sorry, next summer 
to mm -hmm. kind of launch a little bit of a, a, a little Midwest, uh, Midwest tour. Cool. Cool. And you know, guys, I just realized we've been talking about this through the whole thing and we haven't actually, I don't think we've mentioned the name of the album one time. So <laughs> it is lost at sea. And I, I love, I love that that's what it's called because so much of what you're talking about is different metaphorical positionings of what it means to be lost at sea, whether that's in your sexuality or in a domestic violence situation or in your own stuff. Um, or even in love. We, we, we sometimes think of lost at sea as not, necessarily being a bad thing just like allowing yourself so good to get lost space. with someone right yeah mm -hmm. i was going to make a smart ass remark but i'll keep it to myself <laughs> <laughs> i've never been lost at sea in my love life it's always been perfect and fabulous <laughs> yeah right and if you guys believe that please quit listening to my podcast no don't quit listening to the podcast but you know it is so true that so much of life is about being lost at sea and sometimes in a good way and in a bad way and um i i feel like the more we can open up and have these kind of conversations and share the truth of who we are as people, the more everyone, ironically, can uncloset themselves from the closet they're in in life. So um, this has been a really fun conversation, guys. I've really enjoyed it. And, um, and you're both pretty easy to look at, too, on the eyes. So I'll just put that <laughs> out there. So. But um, I really, truly enjoyed it. I look forward to whatever else comes for you guys. And hopefully lots of great success comes out of it. There will be a link to their website. There, the video is already up on the page. I've already built the page for these guys. But um, please go check them out. Follow them. Give them some love on Instagram, wherever you can find them. And uh, before we wrap out, um, let's start with Danny. If you could put something out there for someone that's, you know, maybe struggling like, okay, I'm, I'm in this weird space, a closet in my life, or maybe afraid to come out or afraid to say, here's what's going on in my life. How would you like to encourage them to just take that step forward? Yeah. Great question. I think just knowing that there's so many other people who are also afraid to, who might be going through something so similar mm -hmm. and, and realizing that, that's actually really normal and human to have that fear. Um, but just, and, and to take that big first step of reaching out to someone to talk can be really, really scary. But if you push through it, it has lots of rewards. Mm -hmm. And for Greg, the question is, what's the name of the movie? So that we can like, <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. So but kind of the same yeah. thing, you know, I know, I, I think it's interesting when we all kind of share our own pieces of what does it feel like when we think we're the only one? So, you know, again, same kind of question to you, Greg, you know, you're going to give somebody some advice real quick before we wrap it up. Sure. Um, I have a two word mantra that I landed on many, many years ago that I, that I love sharing, which is uh, embrace complexity. Uh, life is complex and we are complex and that's okay. And we get to be all kinds of different things in our lives and it's okay to embrace all those different parts of our our identities rather than trying to put everything in these neat little boxes it's okay to just lean into it and uh and have some faith that it's all gonna work out i love that and i loved what you said too danny don't take me wrong I, but i think this <laughs> both of you guys just dropped some really cool wisdom bombs there at the end and um that's what i feel like this show is all about is opening the doorways for people to see other people's wisdom and sharing their own journeys and showing that we are so much more alike than different. So um, thanks again, guys, for being here. And again, They Won't Win is the name of their duo. This um, new album is called Lost at Sea. 
And um, we'll connect you up to everything about these two guys that are doing some pretty amazing stuff to really put the kind of stories out there through music that maybe, just maybe, people need to hear and they haven't ever heard them before. So um, thanks again, guys, for being here. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much for having us. Hey, 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 Life Uncloseted family. Another episode of Life Uncloseted has come to an end and it is time for all of us to sashay away and go face our fears, make those bold moves and stand up to living our life without apology. But before you do, I've got a favor to ask of you. Would you hop over to iTunes or Spotify or Podbean or wherever it is that you're listening to this and just give us a little bit of love if you like what we're doing here at Life Uncloseted. Here's what it does. It helps other people find the show. It helps other people get to know what we're all about. And you just might help change life. In fact, if you really want to change a life, we'd love it if you just ask a friend to take a listen and see what they think. So that's it. Love you all deeply. I'm Rick Clemens, the host of Life Uncloseted. And never stop stepping out, stepping up, and stepping into living your life uncloseted.